0: Uh-huh.
1: It's spotted yeah. dick, bro. Spotted yeah. dick. Yeah.
0: What the? But f- well, anyways, I, like, the, the Frito pie. Is that a herpes? You know? Is that
2: what that is?
3: Uh, it's a type of fish, isn't it?
0: Uh, it's like a
3: smelly kind of fish. He said <laughs> spotted dick. I just said herpes. <laughs>
2: What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of That Reload Podcast. We are back again today with the entire crew via Skype. I'm your host, Joel. I want to go ahead and introduce everybody. I am sitting across from the man, the myth, the legend, our resident cook, Jeremy, the kitchen white law. Meh. And <laughs> <laughs> never Sit, needs to change. Sitting next nope. to Yeah, never. Next thing. Finally day, um, found it. <laughs> <laughs> finally, right? Uh, next to him is our pit master and producer, the tickler himself, Mr. Matt Farr.
4: Levels, levels.
2: And last but not least, the sweet and sassy, sometimes salty, Miss Stacy. Hey, guys. So, guys, today we have a uh, pretty awesome guest. Going to introduce him here very shortly, but... Things that we're gonna be talking about is crazy cooks. Uh, we're gonna get into some things that are just outside the box cooking, weird ass, you know, snacks or whatnot. But these are things that sometimes you you come home and you got a bunch of stuff in your kitchen, you really don't know what to do with it. We're gonna hopefully uh, talk about some different dishes that you can wrap your mind around and create some good food. With that being said. We're going to jump straight into our guest. I want to introduce him right now. Our guest today, he likes to describe his cooking as global. With his 15 years in the game, his credibility goes without saying. His outside-the-box cooking is an inspiration and sometimes works of art. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce to you Brad Pro's Chili's and Smoke. What's up, my man?
1: Hey, hey, hey. Man, that was quite an intro. Works of art? I love that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He said sometimes a works of art, and I I beg to differ on that one because your page is freaking bomb.
2: It is. It is bomb. I'm not going to like, you know, be like, what's going on, buddy? Hey.
1: (laughs) 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 So I'm curious what are the things that you don't like that are not works of art?
2: I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole right now, Brad.
1: <laughs> he only gets one an episode. You're See, not going to <laughs> yeah, try. That's, exactly. right. That's right.
2: <laughs> my crew has stifled me and, uh, and yeah. my awesome stories. So, well, Brad, dude, um, I know that you've got a lot going on. You're you're growing really fast on social media, but you've got a little series you called Homebound and Hungry Series. It's a Homebound and Hangry Series, and you're also in a competition uh, called Sh- it's a Chef Roll. Is that right? Chef Roll's competition? Sh-
1: chef's Roll, yeah.
2: Chef's Roll. Thank you, sir. But let's not get into that just yet. I want everybody to hear a little bit about you, sir. So give us a little bit of your background and uh, just tell us a little more about you real quick.
1: Yeah. I'm a background, uh, just a backyard cook. Um, I'm obsessed with fine dining as well. Um, I just get really bored. Uh, so <laughs> for me, um, you know, excitement in the kitchen is is trying to cook the same ingredient so many different ways so I can really understand that. And I, I think going through that process time and time again over the years it's kind of opened my mind to all different kinds of cuisines from around the world. Um, but it all comes back to barbecue. I love grilling, love smoking, love searing things. Um, so I try to tie that all in there so I can make most of my food pretty relatable, but still keep it kind of exciting. Um, that's really the style of, of what I do.
2: Well, go ahead,
0: honey. So do you have any, um, cause cause your page is pretty exquisite, um, when it comes to cooking. Um, it's, it's top notch. Your plating is, um, out of this world. Um, do you have any type of culinary experience, um, culinary background at all?
1: Not professionally. So back in another life, I was a design major. So, um, I used to draw, do 3d modeling, computer animation, Photoshop. Um, I still do just for fun and all of that design background I bring into what I do today. So I've got a lot of, experience with layouts and colors and and textures and how i used to draw and build things and i this is actually my creative outlet because i don't do design anymore um so if i don't do something creative i'm gonna go crazy so this is really the way that i'm able to kind of tie everything together
3: nice so do so do you bust out like autocad and like draw up your dish before you make it (laughs) now you have the layout done
1: Um, is that something you do every every time or just sometimes I do have a set of Prismacolor markers, no <laughs> and way. I will sketch it out <laughs> if I'm doing like a, a a fancy dish for like a contest or something like that. I, I've got a couple sketchbooks. I'm not going to lie. I mean, we,
0: we could have did that yeah. for um, Eggfest. He was trying to be a smartass,
2: and he's like, "Yeah,
1: yeah, I <laughs> yeah, do that shit." We
3: do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but,
2: but if you think about it,
0: when we played. We planned out our menu for Egg Fest. We did the same thing. We were like, okay, we're gonna have the dish like this, and then we're gonna put the garnish on this side, and then we're gonna put the cilantro on this, and it's got to be this long. And well, you know, I mean, I if, mean, a lot of design does go into a good a good product. I mean, you eat with your eyes.
2: Yeah, that hundred percent. If you're and if you're gonna eat with your eyes, a lot of like you said, a lot of thought has to go into it. And you know, if you pl- if you if you don't plan shit out, you know, you're <laughs> it's kind of hard to put something together
3: shoot if you're on instagram you're only eating with your eyes word
2: true word
0: true
2: so that's deep (laughs) really deep that's super that's super felt man (laughs) i feel it deep in my plums so (laughs) uh i did my research i heard on a previous podcast that you got you know 15 years of this cooking cooking adventure that you're on um you know, what got you into that? What what was it? Like basically like was there like a signature or not signature, but like a gateway food? A moment. Yeah. Like, like a gateway food. Like gateway food for me was wild game. That's really what got me into cooking. Was there something that really got you into um I'm gonna start doing this and this is gonna become a passion of mine?
1: As far as taking it to the level I have today, um No, I would probably say that was more of family once I got married and stuff. But 15 years ago, it probably just being a bachelor. I mean, none of my friends knew how to cook and I knew enough to be dangerous growing up. Um, You know, I remember cooking ribs in my propane grill that I would turn into a smoker. Um, Remember doing them in the oven for a while, salmon, steaks. Um, But I would definitely say bachelor life is kind of what started that because my friends at some point, would buy meat and just bring it over and just ask me to cook it for them. And I, I did that enough that it got, you know, more excited about cooking.
2: I think that's the addiction in cooking is when it's, it's, you know, it's gratifying when you make something, you go, mm, that tastes good to me. But when you make some stuff and people are actually like for you, for instance, literally bringing you food saying, please cook this for me you know, I'm buying it, you cook it. That's that's kind of an a, the, the, an addiction uh, when it comes to any type of cooking.
1: Absolutely. No, I, I agree with that. Um, and that's kind of when some of my friends that were little unhealthier would come and ask me to do a little bit of meal prep or kind of teach them how to cook a couple, um, you know, healthier dishes. Uh, you know, that's definitely when it started. It just really took off once I met my wife and we got married and had kids, uh, uh, that was a whole number of different factors that that really pushed me.
2: Well, speaking of your wife, um, in my in-depth research, I, uh, I learned that your wife was once a vegan and vegetarian. vegetarian. God bless America. My awesome research
4: <laughs> your research was so good. <laughs> your
2: research
3: was reading our group chat. Come on now. It was not. I was
2: no, I, don't read those. I don't read. It. I don't read he those. Read that. I don't know how to read. Kiss my ass. <laughs> but the uh no, so she was once a vegetarian. Um, I loved that story. Um, and that, you know, you and your actual conversion of her. And it wasn't like, hey, we were dating. This was like later on in life, you know, with y'all's relationship, y'all got together and uh you convert her away from that.
4: So, Joel, you should. I guess we should give a shout out here. I think it sounds like the primary uh, no. resource that you use no, you're no, using no here don't is.
1: Don't get my one source. <laughs> don't use my one <laughs> source.
4: <laughs> <laughs> this, this single sources uh brad uh was on our our friend noah cheek <laughs> the cheeky barbecue show <laughs> <I> was, so, <laughs> if you, you want to hear more about brad go check out because we're just going to scratch the surface but noah did a great job really I, digging uh, into to uh uh brad's history and and just some of the stuff, like I said, we're just scratching the surface, the stuff we're alluding to. So go I, check out Noah Cheek, Cheeky Barbecue Show.
2: I was waiting for you all to catch on to my in-depth re- research comments. <laughs> we knew where you were going. We just thought that maybe there was a question there, but there really wasn't. I listened to three quarters of Cheeky's podcast <laughs> to get all I needed to know about Brad. Come <laughs> did on. you make it to the rapid fire? <laughs> no, I did. <laughs> Right on, ma'am. So uh, let me ask you this: What is your when you look at your when you go through your Instagram feed? You go through your page; it is a plethora of different cooking styles. Um, tell me, like your like favorite way. Like, I, I'm I'm tired. I'm gonna cook, not ordering pizza or any of that shit. Uh, but you're tired, and you you know you gotta make dinner. What's your what, what's your favorite way to Favorite go-to cooking method, I guess.
1: Fried rice. Mm. (laughs) I've always got like roasted vegetables or different kinds of, you know, grilled meats, smoked meats, um, two or three different kinds of salsas or crema or sour cream or cheeses or whatever. And you can make a Mexican fried rice super easy. I mean, I can do it. Asian one too, but uh we almost always have Mexican food in the house because we do a lot of tacos and quesadillas and stuff like that. So we do fried rice or rice bowls, whatever you'd call it. Um, man, I don't know, four times a week at least. (laughs) Okay. I need to hear
0: I need to hear more about your Mexican rice. Can you can you break that down real quick?
1: Break it down. Break it down. (laughs) So Really uh, making Mexican rice would be like using like some tomato sauce um, with carrots, uh, sometimes celery, sometimes peas, sometimes onions, garlic, and making a really uh, bright like orange or red uh, rice that you cook all that stuff in. And I mean, it's like the best fresh, but it's so good leftovers. It goes, the kids eat it. Way, way uh, to sneak a lot of vegetables in Yeah, while yeah. make it all the time. <laughs> there you go. Parent tip right there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a parent hack is what that is.
4: <laughs> so, Brad, I have two questions for you, um, sort of along the same lines. Uh, one, I want to know when the last time you actually ate a hot meal was because – From the looks of your pictures, you're spending quite a bit of time on plating and actually getting that shot set up. And the second part of that is, I want to know, do you consider yourself a cook or a photographer first?
1: Uh, So those are great questions. Uh, I will actually answer those backwards. So I do consider myself a cook first. The photography, if you saw my setup and my equipment, you'd laugh (laughs) because it is very amateur. So I definitely don't think of myself as a photographer first. Um, On the hot meal thing, this just comes down to me being super obsessed and OCD and a planner. Um, While something is cooking or right before it's cooking, I'm out in my little photo studio, AKA garage. (laughs) And I've got like a little prop of something similar um, of something already on a plate set up with the lighting, with the camera, ready to go. And depending on what I'm doing, if I'm shooting a video or just bringing it out, um, I'm pretty fast. You can ask my wife, thankfully. <laughs> I, uh, um, usually could take all the photos within 10 minutes at max. And that just depends on how complex everything is. Cause I already kind of know what angles I'm going to shoot at. So is that actually what you're showing on
4: Instagram? Is that actually dinner? Or are you staging a plate that has components of dinner on it just
1: for social media? I'd say both. So right now, since I'm working at home in quarantine, a lot of those plates you see are my lunches. Um, But a lot of them are our dinner as well. It just kind of depends because my wife you know, she's not going to eat a medium rare steak. That's mine. <laughs> <But> <laughs> yours too, huh? We're in the same boat on that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, if it's for dinner, um, I'm, I'm pretty fast at the photography. In fact, my wife is usually telling me I need to spend more time on it just because she knows I'm trying to rush. Um, so I'm, it's just all about being prepared. But isn't
2: that the, isn't that the, the, the freaking dilemma? When it comes to this stuff, because you make a badass meal and you want it, people to enjoy it hot and fresh and, and, and how it should be. But yeah, you got to grab that content at the same time. And Jeremy's whole uh, his saying is what is it, Jeremy? The camera, the
3: camera always eats first. <laughs> yep. Before we move on from this segment though, I got a quick question for you. What, uh, what, what kind of camera are you shooting on?
1: Canon rebel T six. Okay. So a crappy camera. Cool. Yep.
2: <laughs> no, I, I don't want to move on just yet. I want to get in before we move, before we take a break and move on. I want to talk about your IGTV series, Homebound and Hangry, not Hungry, but Hangry. Uh, tell me a little bit about that and what's your, what's your, your goal behind that?
1: So I started that obviously right as we were all quarantined. <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought it would be a cool way to get to know um and get more exposure to some people that i i'm inspired by um to be able to chat with them and interview them about a little bit about their background their process and maybe some things that they cook at home out of their pantry or some go-to meals that they have kind of like how you asked me about fried rice you know i wanted to know that kind of information about other people too and barbecue being such a big community-based uh, group I just thought that uh, you know interviewing people on Instagram live was a, a good option to kind of expose everybody to to new people and new ideas. I like that. How the heck did you get
4: linked up with freaking Wee Man to come yeah, on your no, show? Yeah. That's what I yeah. want to know.
0: I know. I said he was he was live with Wee Man. I was like, what? I know. <laughs> like we love <laughs> Wee Man.
2: I fangirled crazy hard. Yeah, Joel at that and I boy.
0: saw Jackass Two together in three D in theaters. Yeah,
2: and- I did. The giant turd flying across the screen and
1: everything. <laughs> it was- I love J-
2: Johnny Knoxville. Come on, man, let's go. <laughs>
1: That's actually a, a kind of a weird story. It's really short, though. Uh, one of my sponsors, Wildwood Grilling, um, they reached out to me one day and they're like, hey, we have one of your next interviews lined up for you. I'm like, OK, well, who's that? And they're like, it's Wee Man. I'm like, what? Not the like, Wee Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, And I'm like, you're serious? And and they were like, yeah, because apparently he bought a Kamado a couple months ago And he just started buying accessories and got our Wildwood Grilling Planks. And he's been tagging us. So I reached out and started talking to him. And he's super friendly. I told him about your show. And he's in. You don't even have to tell him what it's about. I'm like, are you kidding me? So she's like, yeah, just reach out to him. So I did. And he's like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, let's do it right away. I'm like, well, do you want to like talk and prep? He's like, no, let's just go. He like, that's perfect. Oh, he's, he's, so used to the,
2: he's so used to the improv with Jackass. I mean, come on, that's that this is that's nothing for him. That's awesome.
0: Man. We gotta give him some reload to to throw on that Kamado.
2: Oh, that'd be badass,
1: wouldn't it?
0: Yeah, he's gotta try it.
1: You should. They I'll, need some I'll good introduce flavor. you. I yeah. still talk to him. He's a great guy. Uh, yeah. I've cooked with him twice so far, so let's do it. We'll send it. All right.
0: <laughs> send it. Well, speaking of we man. I'm sure all these men here need to take a wee. So let's go ahead and go to break. And when we get back, we have some questions about this big competition that Brad's involved in.
2: All right, guys. So we are back, and uh, one thing, Brad, we want to ask you before we get into our topic of the podcast is um, I want to talk to you about this chef role, ro- chefs' role competition. Did I say it right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you. I'm, I'm good at butchering things, but um, I want to know more about <laughs> not it. Not a cow yet. Yeah, <laughs> but not a cow yet. Not a cow yet. Guess my ass. Anyways. um, <laughs> Tell me more about this. I saw this giant freaking hawk you had on your Instagram of <laughs> prosciutto, man. T- tell me about this and what, what all this entails, because I know that the, the prize to New Zealand is a bucket list of mine anyways, but tell me more about it.
1: Yeah. So, uh, chef's role is a big organization that brings a lot of recognition And partnerships to all these different um, specialty ingredients and provisions and things globally. So it's a really cool global chef organization. And I chose to start competing with them last year because, frankly, that's what continues to spark my creativity. Um, So that's what really pushes me and and makes me step out of my comfort zone, try brand new uh, techniques and, and ingredients and transforming them in new ways. So this one... Um, Like most of them, you have to apply. So they, in this case, they reached out to me um, and there's a website where you apply and you write about yourself and then they review your portfolio and everything. And then they'll email you at random and say, Hey, congrats. You were chosen next week. We're sending you a leg of prosciutto. Um, Do you want bone in or boneless? (laughs) So that's kind of how it started. Damn.
2: So they're sending you a leg of prosciutto. What are you supposed to do with that jazz?
1: Anything I want. So
0: that's a lot of meat.
2: I don't know.
1: that's what I'm getting at. Like, the, like, what's the I goal? Got the case, and I'm like, and it, this thing says 26 pounds on the on the shipping label. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> and it's
0: not like they're sending you like a a, a pair of ribeyes or something like that. Like a lot of time and care goes into this leg of prosciutto. So well, it's I mean, a
2: whole hind quarter, man.
3: Yeah.
0: And how and how long does it take to even cure?
1: Years, years right? Yeah, apparently this one I think is thirty months. Jeez. almost three years! Wow, are
2: you serious? Hey, hey, Instagram guy that may not do jack shit with this. Here you go. Why
0: does Brad <laughs> not do live <laughs> in Chattanooga too? <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's I mean, I, no, I'm not,
2: that, that's not a knock against you at all, man. Like, I mean, I know, I know. I mean, but that, that's a giant gamble. You got
1: thirty I'm months. Show you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: I'm, I'm eat it. Now, Brad,
3: the first thing they sent you was a rack of lamb, right?
1: Yeah. So that's a separate contest. So, um, there there's two and that's why it's confusing. Um, so it's, uh, that's the New Zealand one. And basically they let me choose either venison or lamb and both of them are regional from New Zealand. And I chose the lamb just because I've cooked venison. I've actually, I don't know how I've made it this long without cooking a rack of lamb. So I've never cooked one before. Um, I've cooked lamb plenty of times, but I was like, this is a good opportunity. So I, I like to do things that make me uncomfortable uh, when it comes to cooking style. So I went with that. Um, I found out yesterday that I'm a semifinalist, so I'm in the top twelve for lamb. There and then go. tomorrow I find if I'm going to New Zealand or not. So tomorrow, um, yeah. It, it, and then the the prosciutto, the judging has not started that, uh, I'm actually going to cook that dish th- in a couple days. So I've done, started my mise en place like all week this week. Um, so <laughs> you're like sketching out the dish. Oh, I, I've got it sketched, man. Yeah. You just I'm square out, that's out. That's <laughs> levels, <laughs> 3d model, my levels, my compasses. <laughs> <laughs> well, so who's no, I, making I'm good. The, I'm ready.
4: Who's making the determination on who makes it into the finals and who wins? Like, how is that determined? Is it, based on likes or is it just based on like a board of folks who are looking at
1: the dishes and and judging them? How does that work? So each contest has been slightly different and I think they've been narrowing it down and also pushing out the concept of voting and likes because like, for example, in January, I competed for uh, international sous vide day. um, And one of the guys that won was the um, executive suit chef for um, Wolfgang Puck. So obviously he has you know a great network. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but you know <laughs> at, at that time, when you have that kind of support, um, you could see that the voting can get a little skewed, like when there's things like people's choice. So ever since then, they haven't been doing that. It's been judging by the sponsors primarily. Um, which has been kind of nice and, and different, so that's where we're at right now.
2: I like that. I like that a lot.
0: Yeah, we have experience with that. We had that um, contest last year with uh, Game of Bones, where you know judging yeah. can get a little skewy at times if it's people's choice or you know depending on your your audience and whatnot.
2: But that's a whole rev. Be a popularity contest, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sure. You know, Jeremy. So Jeremy's funny. a little butt hurt. It's okay, especially Matt. He's a little butthurt hurt too.
4: Oh, stop. I should have won that contest. Let's just
0: we probably
2: to
4: this.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: okay, let's move on. Let's Let move not on. go down this rabbit hole. So,
0: so you know, with your impressive page and you can tell like you've used a lot of exotic ingredients and different styles of cooking, uh, regional cooking, southwestern, Mexican, um Korean, uh Thai food, uh Indian food, um where have you learned all this with no culinary background, other than what you've found, you've practiced yourself? Where have you gained all this knowledge? Has it been lots of research of researching recipes, YouTube videos, books? I'd love to hear it.
2: And where did you get the ideas? On top, on top of what she just asked you, where would you get the idea to go? I'm, I'm gonna freaking do this shit. Go ahead. <laughs>
1: uh, the the research, yeah. I mean, I've probably got 40, 50 cookbooks, but you know, I was inspired. Like I said on Cheeky Barbecue podcast, uh, that Iron Chef um, was a big inspiration for me from the ground up. Just being able to see all those different chefs from around the world come in and use these just crazy, weird things I've never seen before, uh, um, and you know that got me definitely thinking about how to use ingredients new ways. But when I when I married my wife and discovered that she's you know vegetarian. She eats primarily Mexican food because we live in Arizona. Her family's Mexican. Um, But I wanted to eat more than what we were just cooking. So I I looked into making um, a lot of Mediterranean food, Indian food. Um, Korean food has a a lot of veggie. Well, I should just say a lot of Eastern Asian food has a lot of veggie heavy cuisines. Um, So I started exploring those different avenues. And that's really what kind of opened the door. Um, for for me to be able to learn different areas which was actually the vegetarian style um, and once she was converted <laughs> I started drawing uh, that experience back into barbecue and, and what I do now Yeah. So would you say that your experience
4: having to adapt and work through cooking for a vegetarian ended up making you a better cook? once like even once you were able to reintroduce proteins back into that
1: oh absolutely um not just my wife being a vegetarian um also my son uh my oldest son uh had some pretty severe food allergies when he was really young uh so i had to kind of get on my feet and adapt a lot of what we were doing as well just to be smarter about not using processed foods i think that was like the biggest kick in the butt for us to get a lot of processed food out of the house and eat a lot more fresh foods. Um, so, you know, between all of those different situations, they kind of all add up to the sum of what I'm doing now.
4: Right on, ma'am.
0: So when you come across like, uh, ingredients and stuff that you've seen in like recipes that you've read about or researched on, and you don't know, it, is there a lot of, um, like looking up, looking up definitions, pronunciation, stuff like that. Yeah. Trying to figure out where to buy those ingredients.
1: Yeah, so um, I'm lucky that I have a uh, we have a pretty good um, community out here of uh, different grocery stores. We've got like Indian grocery stores, Eastern Asian, European ones. So I generally by this time know if I want to find an ingredient where to go. Um, So that's definitely you know helpful. But like for example, I watched some show on the travel show. I don't know, a year ago, and this guy was going to Egypt and he was eating street food for 24 hours in the streets of Egypt. And he had this one dish called ful mudamas, which is basically like this specific type of fava bean stewed with um, uh, tahini and chilies and tons of olive oil and garlic. And I'm like, oh my God, that sounds so good. Next time I go to the Asian store, I'm going right to the Middle Eastern section. I find the cans of the, you know, the ful medamis. It's it's made just for that. I'm taking it home and looking up five six recipes. I'm making them all, finding which one I like, and then I'm taking it, putting it on tacos, adding chorizo, adding eggs, tomatoes, pico, and I'm kind of making it my own. I, I think one thing that I've learned along the way, being a guy that's not from all those cultures, is it's really important to understand and cook the original as traditional as you can first to give homage to that so that you can say that you've, uh, you know, worked on that and tried to understand it before you try to make it your own. And that's something that I'm, I'm trying to be very respectful of as I, as I do all of this stuff and share those recipes.
2: So I guess like for me, like I want to know, and, and I hope I'm not like going over something we've already talked about, but like, what's getting, what's getting you like. I want to do that, like you know what I mean. Like, what gets that in your mind? Out of
0: the like cheeseburger, tater tots,
2: barbecue, yeah, ribs. You know, like, hey, I want to do hibachi. I get that. You know what I mean? Like, but like, where where does this come in your mind? Is it is it watching it on TV? Is it like a, a, inspiration? Do you have like a dream? Is there is there is this God come down and say, <laughs> Brad, I want you to create this dish. You know, what is it that makes you get to that point where you're doing all this cool shit on? On, on an Instagram man tell me about it
1: i I have so many books of things that I've wrote down I've got hundreds of recipes I've never made <laughs> so really you know, like for, for example um like with eggplant let's just say eggplant like i I've made um, this really great burnt eggplant puree it's really thick and I like to use that with like grilled lamb or um, you know, different kinds of Mediterranean food. So I, I keep that one ingredient in the back of my mind and I kind of shove that to the side and say, hey, when can I pull that back out and put it into a dish? Um, you know, when can I pull these pickled vegetables or uh, you know this puree or this dust and, and bring it back into a dish? And I, I have a lot of organization. <laughs> I use Google Drives. I've got folders and folders of all different things that I've worked on. Um, or ideas that I have, and you know, as I'm putting things together and, and composing dishes, I'm thinking, you know, how am I going to hit all these different flavor notes? How am I going to hit these different textures, different heat, salt, fat, um, and, and sour? And you know, what what flavors and ways have I cooked all these different things that that will make that? Because when I try to make something really nice, like four chefs' roll. I mean, I, I'm working up against guys that have been on the food network, guys that own chain restaurants, Michelin chefs. I mean, they're going to bring it. So yeah, like, man. if I have any chance, I've got to bring it. Shit, man.
0: Well, one of the things like, and in, in just like international global aside, I love, first of all, number one, I love the addition of pickled vegetables all throughout. Like, She likes pickled,
2: <laughs> pickled anything, pickle man. Pickle
0: whatever. And you put it on my dish. Winner and like all day, you know, like I'm like, look at this pickled relish. I'm gonna pickle, this, pickle my whole body. And, what I'm gonna do? And, you want not I'm pickle pickle dick. Oh, sorry. And, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Where right? are we going with this? Nowhere, nowhere, nowhere,
3: nowhere. Pickled nowhere. juice shots. <laughs> but like Stacy's breathing heavy. <sighs> pickled, pickles.
4: Pickles. pickled, dick.
0: But outside <laughs> of, <laughs> but outside of what? pickles. Wait a second. Like, wait. wait uh, it's
1: yeah. Spotted dick, bro. Spotted yeah. dick. Yeah. <laughs> what
0: the? But I, anyways. Like the, the Frito pie is that a herpes you know? is that
2: what that is
3: it's a type of fish isn't it <laughs> it's
0: like a
3: smelly kind of fish he's said spotted dick I just that's herpes
2: <laughs> I live with this I'm sorry I've, I've, she had this great point and I've just killed it with my herpes comment I'm sorry totally, totally.
0: spotted
1: dick pickle totally. pickle um, oh my god but, but like dick.
0: like I said international aside you've got like that frito pie thing you made and you know the uh the cedar planked grilled halibut tacos that had like all the flavors of street corn in it and like it's this beyond international it's like Freaking so, food porn. And let's talk about the one that me and you are like, if we don't get to eat this one day.
2: Well, I want to segue right now, and I want to talk about that right off the damn head, is so I wanna, let's go ahead and segue into these, the crazy cooking. Because one of our favorite dishes, Brad, that you've created that I'll say, I don't want to say Wait, favorite. Let's
0: see, if he, let's see if he could guess it.
2: I don't want to say favorite because it, it's, it's, I haven't tried it, but my most intriguing dish that I want to try. Let guess just guess it, Brad. Tell me. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: <laughs> I'm about the out of right? all of your 700 <laughs> posts on Instagram, tell me if which I'm one. Thinking, if I'm thinking the weirdest thing out there, I don't know if you'd want to try it, but definitely the weirdest one, probably those squid ink tacos.
0: I did see that. I did see that. It's not the one we're talking about.
1: That is not the one.
2: <laughs> I didn't see that one. Ink, squid all right, we're not going to talk no, weird. Hang on. What? Squid ink
0: tacos? Yeah, he did. Yeah.
1: We're not going to talk weird, though.
2: Holy free holies.
0: No, we are going to talk weird. But
2: I would smash that. Wanna... Okay. 100%. How did you just have that queued up like that? Oh, he's like, hey, I got this right. That was magic. That <laughs> <It> was magic. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Sorry, honey. No, oh, you tell him. So it's the it's the stuffed pork cakes. That you oh, made. The yeah, those are so
0: good. <laughs> I mean, it literally has like the best ingredients, like our favorite ingredients, all encapsulated. The relish like, on top, come the on. The relish, man. the cream cheese, and the, the serrano <laughs> pickled <laughs>
2: onions. <laughs> give it, give it to me, it's so good. I want to eat it all day. Mm, that stuff looks good. Jeremy, can we make
0: this happen? We need to try it.
2: Jeremy looks really annoyed right now.
0: I've never oh, seen I
3: Jeremy so quiet. I don't know. I don't know what dish you guys are talking about. Was this really recent on your page? Brad? Pulled pork So, I, yeah. so Listen, man.
2: He took basically like stuffed crab cakes, but made stuffed uh-huh. pork cakes.
0: He took leftover pulled pork. I'm going to take this from you, Brad. Leftover pulled yeah. pork, mixed it with cream cheese yeah, Brad, and spices. You sit,
2: Brad, you sit back there and just yeah. listen, okay? And
0: scallions. He formed them into cakes. He rolled them, dredged them in a pork panko, fried them in um bacon grease, bacon grease and then... Topped them with a diced pickled onion, Serrano, and chopped bacon relish.
2: The only thing that would make it better is
0: fava beans. No, I was actually, I was thinking like a garlic aioli for dipping. Oh. Did you
4: just do that from memory? But I'm it, so impressed. No, right, I'm like
0: i Yes, I did from memory. Like <laughs> I'm obsessed with this dish. <laughs> I've got to make it.
1: There's no paper yeah. here, man. She did it good. Her- there was a chipotle aioli. So oh, you're- <laughs> I, was
0: not, I, was, I didn't, I'd that.
2: But seriously, man, like, so I, where, where the hell were we going? Oh, crazy cooks.
0: Crazy cooking.
2: Um, but, but what was I saying? I don't even, I don't even freaking know.
0: Oh, no. But I will.
2: he didn't guess it. That's what the problem was. Those, I didn't guess it. The squid yeah, tacos. I was screwed up, Brad. <laughs> I'm sorry.
3: Jeez, <laughs> Jeez can't episode. read our minds. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, that, I mean. That that whole outside of the box cooking thing is very intriguing to me. So something I like to do myself. Um, I want to hear from the guys. Jeremy, Matt, is there anything particular you guys got that you would consider your outside of the box cooking, impromptu kind of things? You know what I mean? Like sometimes we, like I, I, what you did with the the pork stuffed cake. That sounds so weird to say. Like crab cake sounds good, but pork cake sounds really gross mm. <laughs> it, <laughs> it is but it looks good though do y'all have anything like that that's kind of impromptu that, you, that you've you done uh not crazy but for me like when i think of outside the box cooking um it's like i'm hungry i want to i want to make something really good what do i got now brad is that something that you kind of incorporate into yourself at all or is it, do you really have thought out
0: like heavily strategic
1: that's that's pretty much like a day-to-day, what am I eating for dinner? <laughs> I open the fridge and look in the pantry. I'm like, all right, what do we got? Right. So, <laughs> And I get- it's a very low chance it's at, getting at it on Instagram, but sometimes I make it work.
2: Well, so I got two dishes I want to talk about. One you guys have heard before, I'm pretty sure. It's called the Beast Burger is what I labeled it. When we had our second kid, uh, one of the things that Stacy wanted the most, she wanted a freaking just like, she wanted a, a sloppy-ass
0: sloppy ass burger.
2: Sloppy-ass burger. So I came home, and I was- had my, my, my brain, I was looking at what we had. Had some sweet onion, had some jalapenos, had some mushrooms. Um, so I like, chopped up some onion. I deep fried them. Yeah, made some onion straws. Uh, lightly sautéed the mushrooms. Sliced the jalapeno up. And then I cracked open a can of barbecue-baked beans- and I put all of that on top of a venison burger with aged cheddar cheese. And it was phenomenal. Second thing, I have to actually... Hold on, Joel. I'd like to uh,
3: record my reactions to that. Oh, would you? Meh.
2: <laughs> Whatever. I could see that coming. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Brad, I have a very strict rule. If you put more than three toppings on a burger, you're an asshole. So... <laughs>
1: I don't even want to ask what you think of all my burgers I did last exactly. month. Then. <laughs> don't
2: even ask him; he, he it doesn't count. All right. So the next thing is, have y'all ever heard of cowboy beans? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a pretty simple dish. It's, it's like out on the out on the prairie, that kind of shit. But I got in my head that I wanted to create a like a like a high end version of cowboy beans, and it turned into. Uh, I call it my smoky buck beans because I use venison in this. And I use uh, great northern beans, red kidney beans, pinto beans, pork and beans, sweet baby raised pork sauce, mustard, Heinz ketchup, brown sugar, Worcestershire, bacon. We had wine, wine, salt and paprika, the venison, bell pepper, sweet onion, minced garlic. And my idea of making cowboy beans turn into a freaking chili, more or less. Is what is what it turned into.
4: But you go w- make it on the
2: prairie? I, I, I actually went out to the prairie. And yeah. I, and I made a fire. And I said, Matt Farr can kiss my ass.
4: <laughs> so I was hoping there would be more to that story so I could put sounds in after the fact. No,
2: I'm not rabbit. I'm, I'm so scared of my damn rabbit holes because of you two.
3: You you can put a little puckering sound there at the end. (laughs) Yep, yep.
2: (laughs) Anyways, that's my two crazy outside-the-box dishes. I don't know if you assholes have anything to contribute.
4: Well, so my outside-the-box dish, maybe I missed the point, but so— I totally missed the point. I'm just going to go ahead and go straight there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there was no point. I just wanted to describe. I had some. I had some weird shit that I cooked.
4: Anyways, go yeah, ahead. So mine was less like weird ingredients, but weird for my style of cooking. So there was uh, this past fall, I decided to try to make an apple pie. Listen, I know everybody's had apple pie, but that's not something that I've ever cooked. I don't even really do sweets. I don't know if you keep up with my page on Instagram at all uh, listeners, not just the folks that are here, but I'm always a very much like a savory focused cook. So I decided I was going to try to do some sweets, uh, did an apple pie with some ingredients I had and it didn't turn out good. So that's the thing that I really applaud you for, Brad, is that you're constantly thinking outside the box and you're very successful in your implementation of those dishes. So in my case, whenever I had that apple pie, like the filling didn't set up right, I did all this you know research and and uh, you know, watch YouTube videos and all that stuff. It didn't matter. It's just because I'm so inexperienced with that style of cooking, uh, I failed in the execution of it. It made some nice pictures, but it didn't eat very good.
1: Man, I don't feel bad. I've had failures. I did not share them. <laughs> but I've had failures. I'll, I'll tell you about a failure that, that I have never talked about. So um, it's really funny, too, because I'm always bitter because my oldest son remembers it. And uh, <laughs> sometimes I'll I'll give him dinner. And I'm like, hey, look, you know, I made this food, you got to eat it. Like, I know you like it. And he's like, well, dad, it it's better than that. That gnocchi you made, <laughs> I made this gnocchi this one time, and it was this. Uh, it was this sauce that uh, was the killer. So it was. I actually had some leftover sous vide carrots, um, and I combined them with some ancho chilies. And the ancho chilies ended up just being really bitter. Sometimes those fresh chilies are really sweet or bitter. For some reason, this batch just was nasty. So I made it, and um, it was. I thought the sauce was okay, but man, the kids will never forgive me for that one. I made that, and he still reminds me to this day, like, dad, you're not going to make that again, are you? I'm like, damn it, stop. You're not going to make that again. I'm like, Instagram chef, don't make fun of me. You shut your mouth, kid. Do you know
2: who I am? Sorry, my kid told me that I stink all the time today. I
0: don't even get that either. He
2: smelled this damn blanket. He was, he's covered him in blanket. He's like, this blanket stinks. I'm like, what's the smell like? He goes, it smells like you. (laughs) Because because you stink all the time. (laughs) I'm like, I'm going to kick your ass, kid. Shut up. I smell great. (laughs) Like Old Spice. Anyways, I right, let's go ahead and go into a break. Let's let's uh and on the other side, we're going to get into our signature segments which is Rapid Fire with the one and only Jeremy the Kitchen White Law and Reload Recommendations from Yours Truly. So, we'll see you on the other side.
4: So thanks for sticking with us through the break. So uh, one of the things that I really wanted to talk about, and I realized during the break that we didn't have a chance to cover it is Brad is like a huge friend of Reload. And also he's just won all these giveaways that have had Reload in them. So Brad, I've got a couple of questions for you. One how did you find out about reload and when's the first time you tried the stuff? And then two, how many dang times have you won reload and giveaways? Because (laughs) you're like, people need to know how you're doing this because you just keep on winning stuff.
1: I got lucky. It was about last fall is when I, I won it for the first time. I remember there, there were three, by the way. Um, (laughs) Holy crap. Now, now just so you know, the third one, I was very generous and I gave to some local barbecue people because I was like, all right, at this point, I got to share the love. But oh, man. Um, Matt, you were the first. Yes. Um, and yes! and I, I, do it. I I especially treasure that limited edition barbecue hat that Joel is wearing. I have that too. And I'm super excited about it. I wear it all the time. My kid loves the pig. <laughs> so uh, that would be the first time. Uh, Jeremy's, uh, giveaway was the second time because I also, um, got that, uh, that bourbon infused, uh, maple syrup. Yeah. Some Watson's. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Baby, oh, man, that's, that's good. So, so good.
3: <laughs> I told you, you won. And you're like, oh yeah, I won some last week too. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Brad, there was some debate between Jeremy and I who actually introduced you to reload first. So I'm
1: so stoked to hear that it was me. Like it, I finally won sad. one. It was Matt. Yeah. <laughs> I connected with Matt first. Matt wins. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Sorry, Jeremy.
1: Yep.
0: You, you can hold on to Paul.
1: Yeah.
3: yeah. Jeremy's got Paul. Paul. All right. So now that we know that Brad sold his soul to the devil so that he can win all these gi- awesome giveaways, uh, <laughs> let's roll into our rapid
2: fire questions.
3: Bunch of great questions for you tonight. Some are short answer, some are long answer, some are true or false. So let's jump right into it. Uh, tonight we're going to go, Brad, Joel, Stacy, Matt.
2: So, oh, wow. ooh, I switched change the up. order up. Hey,
3: it up. You get invited to a barbecue. They're only serving dogs and birds. How <laughs>
1: upset are you, Brad? Not upset. I got variety. I'll have one of each at least. Yankee, Joel.
2: Ah. Uh...
3: Not it's a ups- barbecue, and this is what they're serving.
2: It's, I, I'm not upset if it's a good burg, um, and if they have great toppings for the dogs. If it's...
0: Not upset, but I better not see those pre, pre-packaged, like, Bubba burgers ah! going on there, or already <laughs> pre-formed patties. Like, if that's the case, I'm going straight for the hot dogs.
4: Uh, the matchlet charcoal Matt <laughs> yeah, I, I'm in the same boat as Stacy as long as it's decent quality burgers uh, I'm I'm in good shape and I need a little bit of char on those hot dogs and they better not be like the crappy red hot dogs either like good all beef hot dogs and I'm happy swollen do, and do you want to take a rabbit hole here Matt <laughs> no no I, I, I'm off my I'm off my pedestal he we is... can move on
3: gotcha alright next question how many pounds of prosciutto do you eat in a day Brad three <laughs> Three pounds a day. Got it. Joel.
4: Goose egg, baby.
0: Wishing we lived closer to Phoenix.
4: There you go, Matt. None, none. I rarely eat it. Zero
3: a day. (laughs) All right. Next question. Who washes the dishes in your house? We're all cooks. Who does it? Brad? Me. There you go. Joel? That's women's work.
0: (laughs) Oh, Joel. Look at so, it. If, so if,
3: Joel if, washes all the dishes in the house. Joel's clutching.
0: <laughs> 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 Have all that there. So, yeah, so Joel does. Yeah, Joel's clutching my arm. mean realizing. realize, yeah, I know. bam. If I hope to. Um, yeah, I, If actually, I hope to, bam,
2: I, later, I better clutch her arm.
0: Anyways, hey. No, I actually do. I, I'm, like, really particular about how I clean the dishes before they go in the dishwasher and how to load it. So. She, gets pi- she gets
2: pissy how I load the
0: dishwasher. I'm like, give me that.
4: Yeah, we've seen you in the kitchen, Joel. That- <gasps> So for for the longest time, it was Julie. It was always the agreement was I cook, she cleans. And then here recently, we've just had like some life changes. And I've been doing a little bit more of the chores around the house. So I've been taking on more of that.
2: Atta boy, Blue.
3: yo all right. Next question. This one is a little geography specific. And Brad, you might know about this. Were you excited or disappointed when Forest Fenn's treasure was found? <laughs>
2: disappointed.
3: Disappointed, Joel?
2: I was excited, man. I mean, like, I mean, 10, ten daggum years, and someone, someone finally finds it. I mean, and hellfire, there's two people died looking yeah. for that thing. So, and
0: well, I like, how I was, I
2: was excited that someone finally cashed in.
0: I was excited too, but I like how the guy was like, I just came up with this treasure hunt so that people could get out and explore and enjoy life, and then people died. <laughs>
4: yeah. Did you, did Matt? You, I didn't know what this was until I just Googled it. I, I know. Had I had the chance to Google it if you didn't put me last. So I have no idea what you're talking about. It's an took old You buried a remember.
2: bunch of treasure in the woods. <laughs> now, the guy, okay, rabbit hole time. Let's go. Let's Bam. do it. All right. So the, the guy didn't just like, go bury some treasure. This is over a million dollars worth of gold, rubies, and diamonds that this old ass just decided, hey man, I'm just gonna stick it out here so people who are uh, who don't have jobs can get in the great outdoors. That was his excuse you know of putting yeah, it out there. He, he
3: he was an old art dealer who had access to all this crazy stuff, made a bunch of money, and wanted to see people like live out of real life Indiana Jones and wouldn't but- hit it.
2: Do you know that he actually, he goes, I have no idea how much it's worth. He goes, I don't want to know. He goes, this, this, this was the point. And he, based off his website, his page where he had all the stuff, uh, he estimated 350,000 people looked for that treasure over the last 10 years. That's freaking crazy. He
3: he wrote books on it and everything
4: like, oh yeah. It's It's crazy. It's wild. So why are we talking about that on this show? Was it like out close to Brad or something? It was in the Rockies. Uh, Arizona was included. Why in it. not? It was just
0: uh, found a few uh, days ago.
1: Why not, Matt? Just, just lump, lump me into that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out what what it, how it's it was. Relevant. The, it
3: was just it just happened this week. It was in the a news. Cur, it's a current you event. Know, when you and first it's awesome. started
4: talking about it, I thought it was going to be something from Avatar. I really did. Th- that's later.
3: I'm All cut. right, next question. <laughs> All of us being parents, what is the single greatest piece of barbecue advice you can pass on to your offspring,
1: Brad? Ooh. Teach your kids how to cook meat safely with temperature. Got it, Joel.
2: Don't be afraid to screw up. little shit. You little shit. Stacy.
0: Make sure you season it well.
4: There it is. I'm (laughs) the owner of Reload, Uh, Rob. Matt. I would say uh, just keep trying stuff until you find what you like. Don't be scared to try stuff and and fail. There you go.
3: All right, next question. Very inspirational. How much alcohol slash beer pressure would it take to shave off your beard, Brad? Uh, cannot compute.
0: <laughs>
1: cannot compute. <with laughs> just just a mirror. <laughs> so,
0: sh- so if you showed up to a barbecue and everybody had mustaches except you, you wouldn't shave your beard?
1: Except me? Yes. You mean like just a mustache? Just, just a mustache. mustache. Oh no, I wouldn't do that. My kids would be terrified. They've never so seen dumb. me without a beard. Yeah, who yeah. does that? Who does <laughs> that? He, you got hey.
2: some. You got pretty solid handlebars going right here. I can see them coming in. Thank you.
1: Yeah, it's I, a qu- quarantine handlebar right there. I
2: think you could rock you. A, a,
1: a handsome stash. Yes. Uh,
2: yeah. No, who
0: does that? Episode thirty-five.
2: One and a half <laughs> trulies. One and a, one and a half, one and a half trulies. I'm shaving my well, beard off.
4: Yep. Stacy, your beard.
0: Uh, I'm going to keep (laughs) it.
4: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Matt? I I was one of the instigators. I didn't even have to have alcohol. I was like, heck yeah, let's do it. Let's go. I got it. I was like, I'm in.
3: (laughs) 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 All right, next question. It's 8 o'clock at night. The kids just went to bed. You're feeling hungry in your tummy. What is your crazy go-to snack, Brad?
1: This is a good one. My crazy go-to snack is... This bottle of Wild Turkey 101 <laughs> and, a jar of, and a jar of peanut butter with a spoon. Ooh. Oh!
2: Beautiful
1: pairing, Joel.
2: <laughs> Can I say
3: two? If you want to. Okay. First one is. Don't say Cheetos.
2: Cheetos and, oh, and
3: Cheetos and beef jerky. I don't want Does to I hear it. Answer.
2: That's a great combination. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> That's two things. Second. Say, no, no. Second one. Second one. That, that, Together they're one snack, Jeremy. <laughs> my second pairing, a second, my second pairing of two foods as one snack is summer sausage and Tostitos chips.
3: Eat a dick. Whoa, that's charcuterie. Cool. Wow. I'd rock that. So crazy. <laughs> Stacy,
0: take some cream cheese, microwave it, add a little milk, some garlic salt, mix it up, and dip Doritos in it.
4: Oh, that is crazy. Yeah. That's shit's never cool. So this is the Cheetos and uh, uh, Beef Jerky podcast from now on, right? Like, that's just what we're talking about.
2: Yes, it's amazing. <laughs> Y'all haven't tried it yet. If you would try it, you'd effing love it.
0: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it, 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 it on the table. I'll try it, it between
3: this week and next week. That's Shit. my promise to you. No, Joe. no, no, no. We need to wait and try this in person together sometime. I'll
0: put that yes. on the table next yes. podcast. Yeah. Put it
3: in. Yeah. we're going to call Brad into that episode. We're all going to try it together because it's... it's sounds horrible.
2: No, yeah. I will send Brad some jerky and some the crispy Cheetos.
4: Matt, what's your snack? It's probably like cracker cuts, like a sharp cheddar, along with some uh, just crackers. Like, it's nice. hard to beat cheese and crackers, man.
1: What kind of crackers, though? That's an important distinction. They're called Toasteds. I don't know if you've seen those,
4: but they're uh, like whole wheat crackers. They're really good. So I got a question for you. My wife
3: and I were debating it this week. Do you like crackers that have a bunch of stuff in them, like flavors and stuff, or like a really plain cracker with like a good cheese on it?
1: I like more plain crackers. Uh, Like I'm, you know, since I'm a dad, we have a lot of Ritz in the house, but I like... We've got Triscuits too, so Mm -hmm. um, I'm more of just a sea salt kind of guy because I I like all the flavors that you can combine with it. Mm, Some wheat thins, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. (laughs) I meant I like Cheetos and (laughs) beef jerky. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
4: So...
3: I was going to go ahead and answer the crazy snack question, too. I like to take two Skittles and then put them on either side of a Starburst and then pop it in my mouth. I call it Andy's Mouth Surprise. Um, (laughs) All right. so. What? (laughs) Next question. What? 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 (laughs) Next question. All right. If you were a Disney princess, which princess would you be, Brad?
1: Moana, for sure. Oh, that's a good one.
2: Joel? Oh, shit. I can't think.
0: uh, Pocahontas. There you go mm, I nailed it Little mermaid
3: There you go Hanging out at the beach Matt I,
0: I have no idea I have
4: no good
3: answer here You better
0: start thinking about that <laughs> Oh Matt. come
3: on dude Lots of princesses
0: Come on Matt uh, I don't
2: know I don't know Hey, hey be that chick from Aladdin What's uh, Jasmine.
4: Jasmine Jasmine Yeah Okay I'll take it I have no idea why But I'll take it There you go Jasmine Because you're sultry Hey, I could unbutton a couple more buttons if you want.
3: There that. we go. Move Especially for our mo- listening guests. Woo! Look at that burger meat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, guys. My eyes. The <laughs> next question has to do with how you season a steak. You have to choose one of the options. Would you put the seasoning directly on the steak? Would you season the cutting board that your, the steak is going on? Or would you just put the seasoning directly into your mouth and then put the steak into your mouth? <laughs> Brad.
1: Ooh, I'm going to have to go option three. Season your mouth and then put the steak in. Yeah, yep, that sounds good. <laughs>
2: Joel? You, you know what? That's pretty wild. I think I'm going to go with uh,
1: dumping magnum into my
2: mouth and then eating the steak. Yeah. That's what that I sounds would. like something you would do. Yeah, yeah. yeah all the time. I dump magnums in my mouth all day. Stacy,
0: <laughs> I think it's important for me to say that I would season both sides of the steak.
3: Well, both sides of your mouth or both sides of the steak? The steak. So you would season the steak?
0: I would season the steak.
4: Gotcha. Matt. Hey, hey. She was so I'm going to go with option D, which is season the floor and then throw the steak at the floor and then <laughs> pick it up and put it on the grill from there. That's perfect. I know you didn't include that one, but you meant to. It's
3: genius. Well, the surprise answer was actually to feed the seasoning to the cow while it's still alive, and then you're done. You don't even uh, have to use yeah. I should have known.
2: We should have known, dairy farmer. All right, guys.
3: Next question. The worst barbecue you've ever made,
1: Ooh. Brad. Oh man, that is a tough one. You caught me off guard. <laughs> I would probably have to say, since it's barbecue, not grilling, mm-hmm. it would it's definitely barbecue. be one of my first briskets. I had a, I'm going to have to explain it. This is my tangent. Sorry. Right <laughs> I, tol- I totally uh, uh, had a grease fire in my Kamado about seven years ago because um, I read this tip that you should take that uh, diffuser plate and put foil around it so that you could keep it clean. I was really green at the time. Boy, was that a dumb idea because that had a lot of fat inside that. (laughs) And that lit up like a fireball. In the middle of the night, before all these gadgets came out, Wi-Fi temps, I (laughs) ran out there because my wife said there was a fire. And yeah, there was no recovery from that one. (laughs) Nice. Joel, is it the time you caught your kitchen oven on fire?
2: That is not the time I caught the... Kitchen on
0: fire. No, wait, wait, there's more. There's always there was more. the worst
4: time. There was no, the worst time. The, the worst the worst
2: time was when I overfilled my pit barrel. I didn't I didn't do a chimney measure. I just I filled the whole daggum, you know, I, I lit the chimney, but I just filled the basket up. It got way too hot and I invited friends over because my tone ta- pumping them up about my ribs and how how, how great my ribs are and it was like chevy chase eating that effing turkey on christmas vacation (laughs)
0: you know everybody's like it's fine this is fine
2: i had to cook something else i literally pulled venison out and cooked something else because it was that crunchy it was like crispy crunchy terrible, terrible 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 ribs
3: this sounds like payback to your friend who fed you those
2: ribs last week That wasn't last. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yes. Stacey, is
3: that the same story for
2: you or do you have another one?
0: Same story. We collectively cook together and yeah, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. So bad. Gotcha.
4: Matt? Mine's probably one of the first times I did brisket. I wasn't cooking to temp and I didn't know what I was doing as far as trimming. I took way too much of the fat off and then I just like let it ride in the uh, uh, smoker for 12 hours because that's what I had always heard. And then when I finally pulled it, it was just like, it was like rubbery, dry beef. There was just no moisture left to it. So that was my first and last time I ever made a bad brisket.
2: Rabbit hole time coming at you. I'm just going to say. <laughs> did you have mirror. a rabbit hole already? I'm going i have thrown it It's a really short rabbit <laughs> hole. I didn't dig very Go much. I'm just saying, I want to say this. This is me putting it on a pedestal. We have cooked brisket, you know, probably three or four times and have never had a bad experience.
0: Oh, man, we need to knock on some wood. Yep. I mean, it's been buttery.
2: It has been buttery every single time.
0: We always get prime brisket, though.
2: And maybe that's because we're freaking awesome, you know, that this stuff just comes naturally to us. It's the
0: know. tenderizing proponents in Reload Rebbing Season. Ah, yes. Re- well, S- reload, S- reload
3: Since we're already on <laughs> a rabbit hole, Brad, Matt, were briskets like one of your first cooks when you started into barbecue, or did you wait a while before you jumped off on into that?
1: For me, it was within the first five. Uh, I just everything before that was probably me just getting used to the temp because I had a kamado, so Mm -hmm. um, that was a lot. It's a lot more difficult to to regulate the temp, and I didn't know what I was doing. So I know I cooked pork shoulders and chicken before that. Matt,
4: for me, I didn't start doing brisket until I had to start practicing for KCBS. And, oh. and I had never had good brisket before that, and I didn't like what I had to do to make it where it would pass judges at KCBS. So I actually didn't like brisket for a long time until I started branching out and trying it the way I wanted to do it. That's interesting because you're a brisket man now. I love it. Yep. I there can't you go. have
0: brisket without the pickled onions, though.
2: Absolutely.
4: The, the, the... You, you need a little vinegar
3: in there something sharp. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, the final question and probably the most important question of the night. Are Reload Rubs the greatest seasonings of all time, Brad?
1: Uh yeah. Especially Magnum. <laughs> Joel Stacy.
0: Go ahead, honey. Shoot yeah.
2: Am I the best looking man you all have ever
4: seen?
0: Shoot, yeah.
2: Hell yeah. Let's go.
4: Jeremy This feels rehearsed. Did you guys rehearse yeah, yeah. this? We didn't. Jeez. We're just,
2: we're in in sync.
3: Put that one down for a solid maybe. We were matched on
4: Solid maybe. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't want to have to go in and bleep a bunch of other rub names about this week. So I'm going to say for sure it is. Uh, Reload's the best.
3: (laughs) There we go, guys. And that is the end of the rapid fire section. I'm going to throw it over to my man, Joel,
2: and we're going to jump into another one. That's right, guys. And now it is time for your favorite segment of all segments that we do, where we here at the Reload Podcast bring things to you that we recommend that we think are badass. So I want to roll in right now to Reload. Recommendations. Recommendations from Reload. It just,
1: it does. It keeps getting better every week. Wow. You guys
0: into this. as yeah, they
1: give it to me all the time. <laughs> okay. I can't believe I was here for that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
4: All
2: right, so let's go.
0: Who's first? You're
2: welcome. I'm going to switch things up this time, and I'm going to start with Mr. Matt Far. and then we're going to roll into Brad. Stacy. I'm saving Jeremy for second to last, and then yours, oh, tru- yeah. yours truly will be the last
4: one to go. So, let's roll into it right now, starting with...
0: Barbecue.
4: Barbecue all right so i'm doing something different this week i'm starting something i'm starting a new thing uh it's going to be segment so it's a segment within a segment it's going to be called matt's music and so from here on out every reload recommends i'm gonna have a different song that i've been jamming to that i'm going to show you guys so i'm also going to be keeping up with it on a spotify playlist so we can share the link to that in a, a story and we'll see if we can't throw it up for everybody after the episodes air so yeah this week uh, Matt's music is going to be uh, a band from Stevenson, Texas called Shea Abshire and the Night Howlers. The song's called Kickapoo Redemption. Uh, it's from a 2018 release. The album's called Potluck, which is right on theme with us. So my notes for this song say harmonica ripping and guitar shredding. It's a bluesy, soulful, and southern rock vibes kind of song. So let's roll right into a few seconds of that.
1: No oh, satisfaction
4: for this bastard child. You got me running in circles by the fire.
0: While going face to face with the dead and wrong, the devil said I couldn't hang around anymore. Oh, my tears could fill a bucket with sin. Now, wonder that I fall into the mess that I'm in. So
4: I came to the world and everything that it's got. Thought I had a handle, but the handle got. Right, I went down to studying about that good way and you the alright so if you want to hear more of that song be sure to check out the Spotify playlist and we'll roll right to the next Reload Recommends
0: no we are not rolling into that because that is epic chill Billy music in my book
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, boy. I forgot
2: about that I love
0: this song it's like, really good. I, it's a great song. I mean, if, if you put that on and you're feeling good, I mean, you're smiling, you're relaxing, you're cracking a cold one. It's
2: good kitchen music.
0: Total chill, Billy. Yeah. Perfect. Love the recommendation.
1: All right. I forgot who's next. Brad. Brad. That's me. <laughs> well, I don't have a song, but I do have a grilling prop. Hit me. Which is cedar wraps. Have you guys heard of those before? Yeah. I've
0: seen you use them on that um, grilled halibut that
1: you did really affordable comes in a big pack and it's so easy to prep that's why i like them you you just soak them for like five minutes it's a super thin paper thin piece of cedar and it comes with a giant string of just cotton you soak it for five minutes you wrap veggies fish whatever you want that cooks pretty fast and you toss that right on the grill and i like it for fish because you can put it on the grill You don't have to uh, wait for it to smoke. Um, It doesn't stick to the grill. It doesn't steam it, but it doesn't crisp it up. So it's like this just perfect texture. I love uh, cedar wraps for sure. And I just, I never see people using them. So I would definitely encourage you. If you see those, check them out, hit me up, let me know.
2: So they actually work. Like you actually get that infused cedar flavor into the whatever protein or veggie you're putting it on.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah and, and what i like to do is um i actually will unwrap it and put it on the plate and then serve the food on top of it because a lot of times that piece of wood huh. gets charred so what you do is you end up smelling it as you're eating Ooh, and yeah. it's kind of like another sense as you're eating it's super tasty
0: so these are a one-time use type of cedar planks wraps right You toss yeah them yeah
1: but the, the, and they come in a big pack of I don't know how many, but, uh, they're, yeah, they're only one time cause they'll definitely get charred.
0: Is there anywhere that you recommend that we can get those?
1: Yeah. So you can buy them, um, either online or I know I see them at whole foods. Um, there's a company, Wildwood grilling that I, I do partner with just to disclose. They sell them too. Um, and, uh, like I said, they'll sell them in, in different sizes, um, in different size packs, but man, they're, they're awesome and not enough people are using those.
2: That's badass, right on, man!
0: Nice.
2: All right, Sugar Pants, let's go.
0: Um, my reload recommendation this week is a, a Netflix series that I just started. I'm sure some of you have probably already watched it. Um,
3: Avatar: gonna... The Last Airbender.
0: Definitely not. <laughs> it's
3: not no, that right,
2: <laughs> Um I'm only
0: two episodes in, so I don't want any spoilers or anything. But Outer Banks. Oh
2: yeah, oh, I've watched she it. She started How this. No, yeah. she started this shit without me, and I really wanted to watch it. I'll
0: watch it. it. I'm only two episodes in. I will start it over with you right now.
4: I know. Oh, it's so oh, like it? some real like teenage vibes. Like it makes you want to be a teenager again. That so, was the feeling I got the whole time I was watching it.
0: Absolutely. So it's gi- it's given me the vibes of like Friday Night Lights sitcom. Yep. and And um, vibes of like Dawson's Creek. Yet old school Goonies, because Goonies is one of my all-time favorites. Like, top five favorite movies is Goonies.
4: Our nep- Yeah, it's got that whole treasure hunt aspect to it.
0: Yeah, so uh, I recommend it. And, and I'm only two episodes in, like I said, but I think that it's, I definitely think it's something that's going to pan out to be good.
2: Yeah, our nephew binge-watched it, and he recommended it, so yeah, there we go. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Let's round it out. Come on, Jeremy. Bring us Close to home. All
3: right, so first, I guess we just talk about Avatar for about fifteen, twenty minutes. Yeah, let's uh, like go. Golden let's State go. Stacy and uh, Matt really wanted that, so you know,
2: I'm currently right, learning Earth style. Completely
3: different this week to recommend to y'all. Um, it's actually a skill. It's something that's completely free, anybody can do it, and I think, personally, it will make your life much better, and it's using chopsticks. Um, You can go online, you can get a quick little video, learn how to use them. It's going to influence your uh, eating ability when eating uh, different Asian-type foods, and I've been using them personally with cooking. So if I got noodles or something cooking in a pan, chopsticks are way easier to use than like a pair of tongs or like the other night I was making some waffles and like, you know, they're hot, they're hot coming out of the waffle iron. So I've got a pair of chopsticks. I'm flipping waffles and stuff. Like I've been watching a lot of ramen videos and like that's, that's mostly what they cook with. They're just a big pair of chopsticks. So it was a lot of fun. So that's the, that's my recommendation for you.
0: So my question is, I noticed that Josh Hickman, straw hat, barbecue, straw, what? Straw what? Straw (laughs) what? He posted egg roll. <laughs> Freaking stop! <laughs> Sorry. He posted egg roll in a bowl uh, recently, and Matt had talked about you know I, the big question in this is: Did you actually use the chopsticks to eat it? Has anybody tried to eat like? Do you guys eat rice with chopsticks? Yes.
4: So uh, I don't know. I know he, claims, he claims he did. I still don't believe it.
3: It has so, to- like. Asian style rice is like a fried rice and stuff. They're stickier and yes. you're, you're meant sticky. to press them down and then take a bite out of it. Like, like with the, sp- like you're using a spoon almost. And so you're meant to eat everything with the chopsticks. Okay, yeah. So
0: yeah, like for sticky rice that kind of like clumps together and, and it sticks to it, but I'm talking like fried rice, you know, it's loose. Well, How do you pick it up?
2: Well, even even, I think Asian style fried rice has some sort of sauce component built into it and is got that sticky element to it. Jeremy. Can you back me up on that.
3: I, it's not really the sauce, it's just the type of rice that they're using. Um, you know, it sticks together. Most rice when steamed is gonna stick together really well fried rice we're talking fried about-
0: rice though, that's more dry like you add sauce to it it'll be more stressful. fried
3: you, got, you gotta rice. steam the rice first before you fry it
0: okay well listen that that dries oh. it out though that was a
2: good point hard. there Jeremy
3: listen, are we
0: saying that we're gonna start eating things with just chopsticks only Wait a second. no Absolutely no no I'm saying <gasps> no. like it's, it, a it, it's a great
3: thing to learn it's not gonna hurt you to learn it like it doesn't cost you anything and it makes you uh, a better person in my opinion Let's Chop- challenge. chopstick oh. challenge
0: you only eat with chopsticks.
3: Yes. Well, no, like, if you look into Asian cooking and stuff, which, like, Brad, you're, like, into this kind of stuff, too, all of their food is prepared in such a way that you don't need, like, a fork and knife at a table. Like, everything is pre-cut. Like, like if you ever, like, chicken dishes, stuff like that, they're all pre-cut up already so that you can use chopsticks. Okay. So, like... Well,
0: let's, t- let's take it to American food. Like, cho- you got a burger? Chopsticks.
2: Chopsticks. On you got a hot dog? Chopsticks. You mean, chopsticks, like, chopsticks you got some fresh instead frogs? of, like,
1: chopsticks.
0: foods? Yes!
1: <laughs> ice cream sandwiches, you got, chopsticks. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. You want to eat your ice cream? You got to eat your chopsticks.
1: You see what you did? I got something for you, Joel. Hit me. New way to eat your Cheetos. Use the chopsticks to get in the bag. You never get it on your hands, <gasps> bro. <The gasps> f- yes. Uh, when you have your Cheetos and uh, beef jerky.
0: I'm going to serve it. I'm gonna, you guys are going to come over. I'm going to have Cheetos and jerky and a set of chopsticks for everybody. <laughs>
2: Let's do it. I'm doing like I did like ten air humps to that right then.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, right. Let's go. Let's go to Joel's recommendation. Let's get
2: get to me because my stuff is awesome. So I got actually a two parter here. Uh, One is I want to. uh, piggyback off of Matt Fars, our our producer here, his recommendation of "Win the Wild" that series the on Wilderness. Win In the, the wilderness. wilderness. Damn it! Why do I always <laughs> screw shit up it's all the time? <laughs> win the Wilderness. It's wild wilderness, kind of same thing. Yeah. Anyways, You know, but uh, he told me it was gonna be a tear jerker, and not gonna lie, it was.
4: Yeah, um, I got a a message from Joel like randomly that was just a <laughs> selfie. It was like. First, it was the last screen in the show, and then the camera flipped around, and it was just Joel's face with, like, tears streaming (laughs) down. (laughs) I was like, I told
2: you, man. Listen, Joel used to
0: cry at the biggest loser. No,
2: shut up. Don't tell him that. No. (laughs) old When when, when old men cry, I'm I'm done. That's his week. I'm done. And there's a lot of that. When an old, hard-ass man—well, that sounded really weird. But when (laughs) when that
3: happens— Old,
0: hard-ass man. Go
2: ahead.
3: I gotta say, I tried to watch that show and and I didn't like it at all.
0: <laughs> I will, I will,
2: I will say this: the challenges they made them do were bullshit. They were- they were pretty stupid. Uh, it,
3: it wasn't that. I looked up the ending of who won, and it disappointed me, and I stopped watching. Why oh, do you do that?
2: That's what she does. She's like,
3: oh, I want to know all the spoilers.
2: I like to watch Why it?
0: are no, you no. doing the spoilers?
3: Like, are you guys okay spoiling it on air? And, like, we can talk about that, and I'll yeah. tell you why I didn't like it.
4: I don't care. Hang on, hang on. So, if you don't want to hear how it ends, skip forward uh, at least 60 seconds. Go, Jeremy.
3: Okay, so the couple that won it, they're from the U.K., They don't even live in the house. They don't even have visas to live in the U.S. and and to stay at the cabin. Like, that's so disappointing. I wanted some couple to, like, go there and appreciate it. Like, it's it's over a year that it's been, and they still don't live there. Like, I was like, that's
4: so lame. Over a year? Really?
3: Did you you see? Did you guys see see that the the lady who lived in the
4: house has since passed away?
3: Oh, oh no. no. She had
4: heart surgery, and so it's just the old man by himself now because she didn't come out of the other side of the heart surgery and alive. He lost
3: his wife and his house is not being lived in and going back to the wilderness. Yes, That's I'm fantastic. I'm telling you,
4: so Julie is super oh, emotional sad. anyway right now, and when she was scrolling through Instagram and found that out... She ugly cried. Like, I have not seen her cry like that maybe since ever. It she, was it was Julie. a disaster.
2: Because she was the freaking best, man. She was. Yeah. yeah.
3: But, like, I wanted to see, like, that house go to, like, a couple who's going to appreciate it and live there full time. And, like, it's literally sitting in Alaska vacant going back to the wilderness right now. Like.
2: Those pieces of shit. Anyways. See?
3: Show sucks. Oh,
4: anyway. <laughs> All right, what's the second part of your so The second, uh, <laughs> second thing is <laughs> <I'm>,
2: Yeah. <laughs> Great recommendation, assholes. Okay. I am re- still writing on Matt's coattails, and I want to add to his music playlist, which is Ryan Bingham. It's a song that anytime that I need to pick up or just want to feel good, man. It's called Sunrise. And it's uh, it's a great song. I don't know if Matt, if you want to plug that in here. But we uh, Amazing. it's a great song. It talks about girls shaking their ass. Yeah,
4: let's give let's give the listeners just a few seconds here.
2: All right, here you go. Couldn't pass up the ribbons and a to sing. Oh my, my see them girls shake their ass underneath the sunrise. Oh my my. So as Stacy is so beautifully singing right now, it's a great song. Just check it out, and Matt's gonna be, be building us a beautiful playlist for you all to check out and build yourselves up. So,
0: and Jeremy won't be a part of it because he's not a part of Spotify.
2: That's right. Uh,
3: oh. I feel bad; like I should like add a song to the to the playlist. C- c- can I jump on there real quick? Sure. What do you got,
0: dear penis? All right, so
3: uh, dear penis, I, I really appreciate <laughs> you playing like. A little little segment of this song. Um, I'll send you the segment you should play because it's really amazing. Uh, 303, Don't Trust Me. Fantastic no! song. Um, do the Helen Keller, talk with your hips. I mean no. It's, no. It's a fantastic. <laughs> that's so it weird you brought that up. And I will have quality recommendations just like this one. Oh, my song is on the
1: inside of some other girl's teeth to tell your boyfriend Boy if friend. he says he's got beef that I'm a vegetarian and I ain't fing scared listen, of him. Joel and I, when
0: we first started dating, we used to listen to the crap of 303. No so you just shit. touched on our heartstrings let's go there you
2: go well cool all right that was awesome let's roll into now ending the damn show and uh brad i I do want to say this man like i've been super impressed with watching you online even more impressed now um getting to hear all of your backstory getting to hear all of the the nuances about how you cook and and the brain behind it and whatnot um, thank you for coming on the show, my man. I, uh, I, I, you're, you're blowing up on Instagram, you're growing every day. I know you're going to be something huge, and I just thank you for coming on here and and letting all of our listeners hear everything, all everything you had to say.
0: And we barely Thanks. even touched on what we wanted well, to. Talk well, on.
2: we'll have it, we'll have this, uh, we'll have him back on at a, 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 another, another
0: time.
2: But Brad, tell everybody right now where they can, uh, where they can follow you. And anything you want them to know uh, about you, sir. Go ahead.
1: No, appreciate it. Uh, you know, thanks for the kind words. You guys can follow me on Instagram. It's my main channel, Chilies and Smoke, C-H-I-L-E-S, as everybody on here pointed out during the break. <laughs> yeah, boy. And um, I, I've got that as my website, too, com, where I do share a lot of the recipes. Um, so if you uh, want to make those pork cakes, go check them out there. Um, and uh, hit me up anytime. I'm always open for questions or comments. Uh, I'd love to help if you got anything.
2: Right on, right on. So if you guys want to check out Brad's savory pork cakes, be sure to to follow everything he just talked about. And also, guys, if you want to keep following us, hit that subscribe button. Do it. Do it right now. Hit it so you can listen to Reload Life, Reload Podcast, son of a gun, anytime, (laughs) anywhere, anywhere. And And, uh, and
0: I think, you know, make sure you follow that Reload podcast on Instagram. If Brad's okay with it, we can even um, post the pork cakes uh, recipe on there. You guys can go directly there. Make sure you follow. We post every Tuesday.
2: Absolutely. Every Tuesday, guys. We love you. We thank you. And we'll see you guys on the next episode. See y'all. This podcast is brought to you by Reload Rub and Seasoning. Head to ReloadRub.com to pick up the full arsenal of our delicious blends, perfect for amping up your next meal. No MSG, clean ingredients, and a portion of every sale is donated to Hungry Heroes, serving those who serve others. So head over to ReloadRub.com and order yours today. I have another question
3: along that line. Like, why did you not use your last name? Like, four proses, pros and con. Like, every <laughs> prose has its thorn. Like... There's wow. so many like,
4: oh, 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 all the
1: wow. There's I so much there. overload. I named whatever next show that I I do on Instagram. Every prose <laughs> has its thorn. I love uh, that. If, if, you, if, you, if you ever start a, <laughs> my like, first like guest, a, yeah,
3: I'd be honored. Uh, if you ever start a barbecue or a, a bourbon account, it'd be four proses. Uh, that'd be a good one. <laughs> that'd be excellent. Uh, yeah.
4: <laughs> did you have all these teed up, Jeremy? Is this off the cuff?
3: I didn't realize your last name was prose until I typed it up earlier. And I was like, man, that rhymes with everything.
4: Like <laughs> it's so easy. Like good grief. Something like that. Roll, roll from Wee man into gonna a break. A,
0: we're going to take a wee.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <Nice. laughs> do it. Do it. <laughs> I threw the ball of clay. Should now we it's take your a shot every it. time we say we? Uh, yes. <laughs> oh yes. That was
2: <laughs> good. Throwing that ball of clay. Uh, <laughs> that was good. Woo. One,
4: two, three. (laughs) (laughs) He's not gonna be able to do it.
2: You want me to do it? How did you? How did you do that straight face? I I
4: don't know. Oh, Stacey is the master at taking us to break.
2: Take us, take us to break. (laughs)